Hello and welcome to the show, When in Doubt Pixie. We're your hosts, Lindsay and Sophie. Here on When in Doubt Pixie, every week, me and Sophie pose a multiple choice question and try to answer it by the end of the episode. And also, if you guys haven't heard, we do have a Patreon set up and we will tell you guys more about that at the end of the episode. So this week, Sophie, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit different than uh, the usual setups we have for these episodes because what is the question this week, Sophie? The question is, what is the best I want song from a Disney musical? Right. So normally we would have four answer choices, A through D, but there's like a million Disney songs. So we're going to kind of go through everything chronologically and highlight our favorites as we go instead of having four choices from the uh, from the beginning of the episode. So Lindsay, what is an I want song? An I want song is uh, the song where the protagonist tells the audience what they want. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, pretty literal. Mm-hmm. It's a it's pretty early on in the show, like probably the third or even the second after the exposition. Right. Another thing we're going to be keeping in mind as we discuss this stuff is like in storytelling, there's this idea of want versus need. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they want X, but as it turns out, they need Y to achieve happiness or find closure or whatever it is. Right. So often what the protagonist says they want at the beginning of the show is not what they end up with at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, for thematic reasons. Right. We'll be discussing these songs based on a couple criteria so that, you know, the thematic outcome, do they get what they want? Do they get what they need? Uh-huh. But also things like, does it depict the conflict they're facing at the beginning of the show? Do we feel mm-hmm. for the protagonist? Is it a good song? Is it a banger? Right. Most importantly. <laughs> yep. All right. So in lieu of starting with answer choice A, shall we get started with classic Disney? Let's go. Okay. Number one, first feature film Disney ever produced, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. Someday my prince will come. (laughs) That's a pretty pretty credible impression. (laughs) There's my, yeah, I was going to say, there's my my Snow White impression. I mean, again, like that's what it is. If it's been a while since y'all have seen Snow White, that's you, you basically just listened to the movie. That was it. (laughs) Someday, my prince will come. Yes. What do you think of this song as an I want song, Sophie? I mean, it's not bad. It's got Mm -hmm. a kind of nice, calming lullaby feel to it, which is nice. It's mercifully short. (laughs) True. So what does she want here? She wants a prince to come. Yeah. She has a a terrible stepmom. So, I mean, I get that. That's, Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. You know, she wants to escape that situation. Yeah. But by the end of the show, have we found out what she actually needs? Eh? Her prince came and then that was it, you know? There was no there was no twist. It was just what she wanted is what she got. Yeah. But it was 1937, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Snow White, I mean, she didn't have a character arc. Like we we barely knew her. She had like so few lines in the movie. So it's just like, well, I mean, what do you expect, you know? Yeah. There wasn't much room for her to go any any direction. Exactly. So she was nice to start and she mm-hmm. wanted to marry someone so she would be not under her mother or stepmother's thumb. And mm-hmm. she did it. And uh, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Her prince came. Mm-hmm. So uh, serviceable. I mean, it did its job. The song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to sing and it's really high pitched. So it's fun to try to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what we have to say about Snow White. Mm-hmm. So we did Snow White. Uh, and as far as other classic Disney movies, as I was kind of looking through it for this episode, mm-hmm. I I, I kind of think 
not all these classic Disney movies had I Want songs. Yeah. You know, so like I was thinking, we were thinking Cinderella, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, but like you listen to the lyrics and she doesn't say what she wants. She's just uh, talking about making a wish, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like Alice in Wonderland sings about how in a world of her own, there would be talking mushrooms. It's not that she wants that for her like, you know, thematic <laughs> development. It's just right? <laughs> leading into the plot. Right, 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 right. The closest one I found that was like a classic Disney movie, I Want Song, besides Snow White, was I Wonder from Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Dream is obviously the more iconic one, but again, she's just like, hey, I met you in a dream. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not about what she wants. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I Wonder is closer, which is, she's like, man, I'm jealous of the birds who have dates. So she wants a date. I love that it comes down to, it's just like, like, girl is DTF. Yeah. <laughs> That is what she's saying. Yeah. But overall, I don't think that's a very strong contender either. Like, Someday My Prince Will Come is pretty much the I Want song of classic Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that means we can move on to more solid ground. Bless. (laughs) What's our first one? So, starting the Disney Renaissance in 1989, it is The Little Mermaid. Ah, yes. With one of the definitive I Want songs. Yes. Part of your world. Yes. Starting with the storytelling, what does Mm -hmm. she want versus what does she end up with? I mean, well, she tells us exactly what she wants. She wants to be where the people are. That's true. She wants to see, (laughs) wants to see him dancing. Yes. You know, walking around on those, what do you call them? Um, Feet. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, She gets what she wants. Yeah. Do we know what she needs? What do you think? I think, you know, what she wants is to go live in an exotic place. And then Mm -hmm. she does. And she does have fun. But, you know, she realizes that, you know, as it turned out, what she needed was a man. What she needed, what what I can spin it into, Mm -hmm. because I do love Disney and I like this movie, is what she Mm -hmm. needed was a relationship where she's a partner instead of a child or a subordinate. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like what she needs is, to be fair, I haven't watched this movie in a while, but it seems like what she needs is independence maybe mm-hmm. yeah. like uh you know so like a again kind of relationships where she's not the baby so it's kind of because if you look at the the kind of i mean triton almost has a little bit of a clearer character arc because he actually like acts and talks yeah and by the end he's like go you have my blessing and human legs yeah he lets her, he lets her go so like I, that's kind of like a nice resolution to the story arc so i wouldn't say it's strictly about having a man so yeah you know, I mean, and, and her song does kind of reflect that. It's just like, because she doesn't, her song, she... She doesn't sing about a man. It's very true. Just the reprise. Yeah, she wants to just, you know, go and be where the people are. Mm-hmm. And the reprise is a banger. But again, you know, maybe it almost cheapens it in that, like, yeah, in part of your world, it's part of that world. She wants to be where the people are. She wants to be independent. And yep. then she rescues Eric. And then she wants to live where you are and stay beside you. Yeah. So in that way, she is looking for a man. and they, But I think we've hit on something. I think what she finds is it's being in a partnership. It's coming into adulthood. It's coming of age, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but what do you think of the song? Is it a good song? Um. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's a good song. Of course, Trick it's a question. good song. Yeah. How dare you? Does it reflect the conflict? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. In her secret grotto. We're definitely doing better than we were with Someday My Prince Will Come. Well, yeah. And to be fair, it's like a lot of these like tropes about I Want Songs happened Mm -hmm. with the Golden Age of Musicals, which happened after Snow White. That's true. So I can't really blame it. Very true. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So moving on. Mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. 1990. So this song is the bell reprise, right? Right. She also wants to be like where the people are, but where more people (laughs) are, like where not with this provincial life. Yeah, it's like, if it seems like Ariel is specifically like, I want to go there, Bella's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Many children in middle America. Yes. <laughs> Sm- that's the small town life. Yep. As far as the conflict, mm-hmm. like, given that the rest of the movie turns out to be her just living with a beast in a castle, isolated. Yeah. Eventually, the conflict does circle back around that the, the townspeople are close-minded. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the song Bell, not the reprise, like the establishing song, does a better job of the conflict. Yeah. But to be fair, it works really well as a reprise because Bell is like the villager's point of view and they're like, she's weird. And then Mm -hmm. the reprise is like, yeah, I am weird and I don't want to be here. Me either. You know? So it works really well. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Standing on its own, it's like you don't really get the conflict, but Mm -hmm. with the two songs, Bell and reprise. I mean, like, how well do you feel like it delivers on, like, her personal character arc, like her conflict and 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 the the kind of what she wants versus what she needs. I mean, so to quote from the song, she says she wants adventure in the great wide somewhere. She wants it more than she can tell, you know? Mm-hmm. She wants so much more than they've got planned. You know, she has big dreams. And I mean, I know it's been said before, but like, so <laughs> her father goes to the big cities to sell his inventions and doesn't take her, which is rude. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she figures something's amiss and goes and rescues him, which is kind of like an adventure. But then, you know, she just is stuck in a castle. Right. And it is like a fairy tale adventure in that sense, but she's definitely not going to the Great Wide somewhere. Right. So it's a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I felt about it as well. It's just like, I mean, you know, like she, I mean, I personally think, I mean, just looking at Ariel and how kind of how her song delivered on it, how her art delivered on the song then kind of Belle's is like, well, Belle wants this great adventure in the Great Wide somewhere. And it's like, I mean, to be fair, like she now is married to like this rich, handsome prince who could <laughs> take her to the Great Wide somewhere, but like we don't see her go there. I mean, but if we look at maybe, again, a lot of the time what they want at the beginning isn't what they need. That's true. It's not realistic. She's like a bookworm, but she wants to go travel. She's not a jock. So maybe, you know, she just wanted to not be in this small town. She wanted to be with people who are on her wavelength and she needed someone yeah. who understood her. You know, yeah, you could fair. you could spin it that way. Yeah, you could. It's all about the interpretation. And you know, Beast obviously appreciates her, although mm-hmm. it's hard to argue that he appreciates her particular, you know, character quirks. Mm-hmm. It's just literally like here's a woman and she's not afraid of him, and that's what he appreciates about her. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just baby steps. Yeah, but you know, it is a good song. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, it is a reprise, so it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. The animation is a banger. Oh, yeah. That's the truth. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's Belle. Right. And then what should we have two years later but Aladdin? Again, this I Want song is a reprise of a, a kind of expositional song. Mm-hmm. One jump ahead, a reprise. So again, it's really short, oh. <laughs> but it is good. <laughs> yeah, very heartfelt. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, let me let me just walk through it because here's how long it is i think it's a four line song uh-huh riff raff street rat i don't buy that if only they'd look closer would they see a poor boy no siree they'd find out there's so much more to me five lines mm-hmm. baby 
Yeah. But it's nice lyrics, right? <laughs> it's good lyrics. It's relatable. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like who who who's who hasn't felt like that? Yeah, you know? he's a diamond in the rough. Yeah. That's the one thing. Aladdin, for as goofy as it was, it really it did have a pretty solid through line on that about mm-hmm. like finding the diamond in the rough and blah blah blah. You know? Yeah. And one of these days we're gonna talk about the third sequel because <laughs> that one like is like and it's etched into my soul because we watched it like a lot when I was in preschool uh-huh. and it's just it just it left a really deep impression <laughs> nice that was how I learned about what daddy issues are <laughs> oh good so listen here's my question <laughs> yes so if what Aladdin wants is for people to you know look beyond mm-hmm. the surface and see his inner worth yes do you think that is what he ended up needing and is it what he ended up getting um I mean I think so to a certain extent. I mean, Jasmine is definitely somebody who under who sees past, you know, that's kind of the whole point of their story or of their like romance arc. Mm-hmm. The romance subplot is the fact that like they had to learn to appreciate each other for what they are as opposed mm-hmm. to like what they are on the outside, you know. So Jasmine definitely appreciates him and that's definitely something that he needs. I guess, but again, like she doesn't see who he is like the truth of who he is for a long time. She sees he's the boy in the marketplace and he's like, yep, I was just pretending to be poor. And she's like, all right. So it does take a while for her to come around to, oh, you were, you are a poor orphan boy, but you are, you know, just as good as I always knew you were. I would yeah. argue that the person who looked beyond and saw how great he was, was Jeannie. Yeah. And that their buddy cop movie was actually kind of more important to Aladdin's emotional arc. That's, that's very fair. Yeah, yeah. He wanted someone to see he was great. And Jeannie's like, you know, especially the whole scene where he's like, I can't make her fall in love with you, but if we polish you up, you know, you'll definitely get her because you're a great person. Yeah, cute. Mm-hmm, it was cute. So you like this song, right? I like it. I wouldn't say it's a banger, but it's like, it's like... It's an emotional banger. Yeah, it's the ballad equivalent. It's an emotion. Yeah, exactly. It, it bangs your emotions. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Good description. Stop. I'm doing my best. Oh, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so two years after Aladdin, we have The Lion King, 1994, um, with I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Or, oh, and I just can't wait to be king. That Elton John bop. <laughs> God. I mean, it's an interesting structure, Lion King. Because, like, mm-hmm. ob- he wants to, so in this, he wants to be king, obviously. Mm-hmm. But moreover, the whole the lyrics are like, "I want to be king and not have to answer to anybody," which is a bad king. Maybe, maybe the the whole point of "I just can't wait to be king" is that mm-hmm. he wants actually two things: he wants power and he wants no responsibility. And right. what he settles into in his college years in the jungle eating bugs is, "Okay, I just won't have responsibility then." Right. Yeah. And Nala's like, "No, you. The responsibility is the important part." Yeah. You know, because in the beginning he's got like privilege. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily power, but he's got privilege and not ne- and and no responsibility. And then he has, and then he leaves behind the privilege and has just no responsibility. And so he kind of has to find that happy medium and also like grow the fuck up. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's the other thing we should be discussing is like, how mm-hmm. do these I want songs stand out in the album? You know, mm-hmm. because I just can't wait to be king is not a standout to me uh, of the album. Really. I mean, there's not that many songs, so it stands out in that it's one of, like, four songs. Uh-huh. But if I'm telling you Lion King, you're going to be like, so Hakuna Matata or Circle of Life. Like, those are kind of the main songs. I don't know, because it's like, I, I, I think for me, I feel, the way I feel about um, 
the Lion King album is kind of how I feel about Mulan, where like each one is just like is very good. Is very good because I mean I like if nothing else like the like I love the instrumentation and I just can't wait to be king like with like the pan pipes and the marimbas. And put it this way, I know all of the words to all of the songs in Lion King, and I don't know all the words to all the um uh Little Mermaid songs. Yeah, exactly. So I mean I I would have to disagree with you and say that I think that this is definitely it's definitely a standout. Mm Hmm. So then if we move on to one year mm-hmm. later, 1995, was the release of Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And the I Want song in that is Just Around the Riverbend, which I'm yep. going to say it at the beginning, banger. 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 Judy Kuhn is an amazing mm-hmm. vocalist. Right. Yeah. I can't remember all the lyrics, but it's like I can still remember the like the melody. And obviously, like, Just Around the Riverbend is like, yeah, like that like through line is like really great. I mean, the the very top of the song mm-hmm. is like the first lyrics in it are so well indicative of her mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'll tell you, what I love most about rivers is you can't sip in the same river twice. The water's always changing, always flowing. But people, mm-hmm. I guess, can't live like that. We all must pay a price. You right. know, like straight up. They're like, there's no mystery. Here's the theme. Yep. And it's beautiful. And, you know, it's yeah. nicely written and it's a nice melody. Looking at you, Sondheim. <laughs> So basically, I think it's fair to say that what Mm -hmm. she's telling us she wants Mm -hmm. is she wants to keep her options open. She doesn't want to settle down with Cocoam. She wants to see what's around the riverbend. She has FOMO for her whole life. She doesn't want to miss out (laughs) on a better opportunity by tying herself down, you know? That's true, yeah. And she, you know, she's, she's young. She's wild. She's free. She wants to ride with the wind blowing through her hair. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the thing is that she's kind of a free spirit. Like she 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 wants. Yeah, I think you're right. She wants to kind of retain her freedom and her autonomy. Because if she makes one choice, that closes off a million choices, you know. And right. she wants to experience like a lot of the world. Yeah. But by the end of the film, do we find mm-hmm. that that theme carries through, or do we find out that she thought she wanted that, but as it turns out, she needed blank? I think. I mean, I don't know. Like because. Obviously, like, the whole thing is, I mean, like, she she starts out a lot more mature than a lot of our Disney protagonists, but because what's her big, like, boom moment, you know, like, her big, like, kind of the apotheosis of her character arc is the line, I love him, father, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of learning to, because at that point, I wouldn't say it's necessarily taking a strong stance. What I'm trying to say is I think, like, her thing is not necessarily just taking a strong stance, but it's making a choice, you know? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so kind of in a way that that is kind of. Yeah. She's saying, I'm going to keep my options open. I'm living among my tribe, but I'm keeping it a secret that I'm befriending this white settler. And then eventually she has to choose. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. She has to choose. She has to kind of like be honest and she has to make you like, you know, like she kind of has to make a choice to, 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 to to, like, to take a side basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not that she does because the whole point of the movie is that you can't. Is Pocahontas Aaron Burr? (laughs) <laughs> yes i've been watching a lot of video essays about hamilton recently because oh, i re-listened okay. to the album uh-huh and is that not burr's whole character arc he wants to wait and see he wants to play both sides and then he has to choose yeah yeah i mean he has to take a shot that is that, that that is aaron burr's thing and so yeah so kind of like just letting herself like not just like keep her options open but just kind of let but like decide and and decide and trust her gut that the decision that she's going to make is going to be the right one, mm-hmm. I think. So I think that's how I would spin it personally. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I like that interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. If she has FOMO, by the end, she's like, no, I need to I need to do it. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. 
I'm gonna like try and re- refrain from singing out the next one, and I'm, I'll probably last like thirty seconds. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, the next one is 1996, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. Out there is fun in mm-hmm. the structure of it because mm-hmm. out there begins with Judge Claude Frollo singing to Quasimodo mm-hmm. about how the people out there are terrible and you shouldn't go out there. It's a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> Don't want that. No. Musical interlude. And what does he sing about wanting? Going out there. Mm hmm. I mean, you know the line that hits me hardest in this song? It's the one where he says, like ordinary men who freely walk about there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, Quasimodo. Yeah. The song, like, just in terms of, like, like lyrically, like, the internal rhyme in this song is off the wall. It's, that is it's true. The lyricism yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's really, it's Alan Menken at his best. Mm-hmm. Blessed Menken. Yeah. So do you have any have any thoughts about what he wants versus what he comes to get slash what he realizes he needs? I mean, so obviously he wants to be out there, right? Um, Yeah, on the surface. I think in a deeper reading, like he wants to be normal, like an ordinary man who lives out there. Yes, exactly. And and once you kind of look at it through that, I mean, he wants to be normal and obviously he cannot be normal. Like that's just not going to happen for multiple reasons in the in the movie. So he kind of so what he needs is he needs self-acceptance. He needs to kind of, you know, accept that he is who he is. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like he gets that? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the Disney version, like what he gets is people who love him. Mm-hmm. you know, supportive relationships and the townsfolk yeah. aren't afraid of him. So yeah. he does get to be out there, but mm-hmm. it's not that he's an ordinary man who's out there. He's himself, but he's out there because he has support and mm-hmm. he has like people have empathy for him, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He gets what he wants, but not in the way he thought he wanted it. Right. He got it. He got what he needed more importantly. Exactly. All right. It's just good. I think it's also, again, like of the tracks in the movie, Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the good ones. It's not like a top one because mm-hmm. Hellfire exists. But mm-hmm. out there is like a very good a very good number. It's got a lot of really beautiful notes. I mean, it's a great it's a great song for like to really showcase somebody's voice, mm-hmm. you know. And again, the duet at the beginning, chilling. Very good. All right. Next song. Mhm. Go the distance. Hercules, 1997. <laughs> Yes. I love this song. I think it's a banger. Just going to come right out and say that. It is. It is a ballad banger, but it is. It builds. Mm-hmm. And it is exciting. The build is fun. The crescendos, like the orchestration is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally character development happens within the song. Do you think character development? I would argue it's just plot development. He wants the same thing, but he just now has a, an avenue to get it. <laughs> Well, okay, fine. Pop development. Because the question is, how does the character development tie in with what he states that he wants? Mm-hmm. Fair. I mean, so the obvious answer is right at the end of the film, mm-hmm. they say, okay, come back to Olympus. And he's like, but I can't take Meg. And they say no. And he says, okay, then it's not worth it. Boom. Right. It's a very explicit rejection of the stated want in favor of what you need, which is love. Love. A girl. Oh, God. But also, we as as we have done for the rest of these women who said they wanted something and ended up with men, we can spin mm-hmm. it. Because, of course, maybe what he wants isn't just a girl, but specifically he thought he needed 
adulation and a place where he just belongs without having to try. But he realizes, like, that's not a thing. And what he really needs is the same thing, like acceptance, like someone who accepts him and appreciates him. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think that would be that would be quite, you know, he's he's just, you know, because that's the whole thing is he's a fish out of water at the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. he learns how to be, you know, how to kind of he kind of takes it to one extreme where he's like the hero everybody loves and nobody really sees him for who he is. And then he kind of comes back down and then finds again that happy medium. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, banger. I'm with you. Banger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the song. The catharsis is like chef kiss. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things, again, it's just like, I mean, you know, cause me, I, I you know, like when I'm just doing my dishes or whatever, or like driving <laughs> on one of my, like these long road trips that life keeps making me take, then, you know, then it's just like, I love a good belter, love to be able to kind of use that, like, just, just hold, like hold those high notes and everything like that. So this one is great. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite line? Um... Not really, because all the lines, I, I like all of the lines. I know that's a cop-out answer. Ah, uh, like, get really out of here. Know. I have one. Copper, cop-out. What's yours? And a voice keeps saying, this is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. Especially the delivery, and it's right before the chorus, so it goes up, you know, in pitch. And it's very sweet, sweetly delivered. That's true. Like, because it it's hopeful, but it's like a fragile hope. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And I think it captures a lot of that theme, which is like, it's not that mm-hmm. he wants people to love him. He doesn't want to be greeted by crowds per se. What he wants is to feel like he belongs, which he does say specifically yeah. later. But that's kind of the first mm-hmm. time he's like, I want to internally feel a sense of belonging. A voice keeps yeah. telling me this is it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, it's it's very sweet. And still no? Still a cop out for you? Yeah, I mean, like, they're all like, I mean, like, all the lyrics are good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But like, you know, just kind of the whole the whole thing. Like, again, it's that whole thing where it kind of builds. There's no... Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. still coughing out. I feel it. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. So, Go the Distance Banger. And then next year, 1998, we get Mulan with the iconic, ref- like, I Want song, Reflection. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, we talked about this earlier, like, b- like way before recording. But, like, I'm just like, why is this song not more of a queer anthem? Like, it True. T- riddle me that. Because it's literally, it's about, like, you know, like, it's about not being you know not being able to be who you are or like um i mean it it is very much like someone in the closet no yeah exactly and bringing shame on your family like yeah the the parallels (laughs) exist yeah exactly bringing your family honor and stuff like that and like um i'm trying to remember the lyrics but now now that i'm trying to remember them of course i can't remember them look at me i will never pass for a perfect bride or a perfect daughter can it be i'm not meant to play this part Exactly, like that bit, you know. And then I think the number one like queer line out of it is right now. I see that if I were to truly be myself, I would break my family's heart. Exactly. So it's just like why, like why is this song not more of a queer anthem? Because mm-hmm. it's it's like you know, again, listening to it as an adult, and you're just like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. yeah, like that's you know, like because and she's kind of talking about like who is this girl I see, you know, staring straight back at me. I would argue like the second chorus or the second half of the chorus where it's mm-hmm. somehow I cannot hide who I am though I try. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the big closet mood. Yeah. So so I mean, just for that kind of thematic depth, you know, like the like the fact that like I mean. Like, just kind of the depth and the thematic resonance of this whole song. The fact that, again, it's really relatable. That's great. The lyrics are beautiful. I mean, Leah Salonga is Leah Salonga. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, 
it's short and very sweet and just very, very like effective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the cinematography that goes into that too, the sequence. Oh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. The perfect wipe of makeup. Mm-hmm. It is good. Well, what do you think about like how, how the themes established in this song pan out, you know? So she wants mm-hmm. to be herself and have her family be proud of her basically to bring right. her family honor by being herself. Right. And I think she gets it. Yeah. I think Mulan, yeah. I for, again, there's a term for this in analysis, literary analysis, mm-hmm. and I can't remember it because I'm a sham, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a term for a protagonist that has already is, is already developed. There is no character development they need to undergo. There's basically external conflicts or the people around them need to be changed. You know, it's more for morality plays. Right. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Anyway, Mulan to it's me okay. is that like she yes. already is herself. And she doesn't need to change. And by the end of the film, what has changed is the people around her, you know? Right. I mean, I I would argue that there's a little bit of changing to be done because, like, in the beginning, she is trying to, like, fit into societal norms. So I think there's a bit of self-acceptance that needs to happen, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a little bit bit of self-acceptance. Like, there's, because, like, we reach, because her character does hit highs and then hit a low point after she's discovered, after she's amassed. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm a sham, you know, I did like X, Y, Z. And she's kind of, she's got a bit of a spot of like self-hatred before she decides that she's like, okay, I got to go and do the thing. Yeah. But that self-hatred was not related to the themes in the I Want song. It was, I lied to people. My actions were bad, but it wasn't like I was trying to be someone I'm not, you know, like, except in a literal sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. So, so, I mean, there's like a little bit of character development, but yeah, I do agree with you that the kind of the environment needs the, the, society or the other characters around her developing is more important yeah so that's why i feel like in this i want song she says i want to be myself and be recognized as valuable for who i am and so by the end of the movie she gets exactly what she wants but because she didn't need that character development it's not it doesn't feel cheap or like a cop-out you're like yeah she was right (laughs) yeah she's got her finger on the pulse yeah so it feels satisfying when you know everybody bows to her including the emperor and she (laughs) says well no because you know what's not me not, I am not the kind of person who wants to sit on a council. I'm just going to go home and bring my family honor. And you're like, yes, that's what you said you wanted at the beginning. You're being true to your heart, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the stated theme. True to your heart. Uh-huh. Also the credit song. <laughs> the credit song. And Mulan is very much one of these Disney films where, like you mentioned earlier, every mm-hmm. song is a banger. Yes. And this, this is no exception. Yeah. My heart feels full after talking about Mulan. Right. There is only one more in the Renaissance. What is the film? Tarzan. From 1999. Yeah. And this is, again, Tarzan's an interesting musical because all the songs are, they're not sung by characters. We have a narrator in Phil Collins who kind of narrates what's going on through song. Right. So the song is Strangers Like Me, right? Right. So what do you, what do you think about it? I think it's really interesting because, again, we were talking about movie like movies where it's like normally the I Want song is more towards the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Where like because I mean for obvious reasons because normally you have to know you have to know like their their, their motivation their motivations right out of the gate because yeah. otherwise like you won't understand the character. Whereas Tarzan kind of does an interesting thing where it like kind of does like a fake out with an I Want song with Son of Man. Yeah. Right? During the whole like growing up sequence where it's just like, you know, because like it initially like he wants to be like strong. He wants like he wants 
his dad to love him. Like, well, his adoptive dad, he wants his adoptive dad to love yes. him. He wants to fit in, blah, 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 blah. So, like, it kind of fakes you out with, like, son of man, like, you know, you'll grow up and then you'll be, like, then just if you grow up, then you'll be okay. But then, and then it, like, this is towards, like, this, we're kind of in well into the second act. Yeah, I feel that it's delayed because we have to, we have childhood Tarzan is act one. That's true. And then adult Tarzan wants different things because he has failed to achieve Kerchak's love. That's true. <laughs> he gave up on yeah. that dream. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, which is, which is funny because it's like he, like he, he ends up getting it. Yeah. He ends up getting it. He ends up getting acknowledged as Kerchak's son. That is true. Um, but so I, what, what are your thoughts on strangers like me? I'm with you. So the structure is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. in the place because Act 1 kind of shoved everything over to the side so it's at the beginning of Act 2 instead of the beginning of Act 1 mm-hmm. as far as the three-part act goes. I mean, three-act right. structure. <laughs> right, 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 right. But as a song, I really like it. It's a great mm-hmm. song. The, you know, the Phil Collins songs were all good but this is one mm-hmm. that I probably know the best. Yeah. It's definitely got... um. It's definitely got, like, I mean, it's got a really nice energy to it, right? And mm-hmm. then it has, like, it's got, like, a very... Because, like, unlike a lot of the unlike a lot of these other songs, because, like, a lot of these are pretty short, right? Because yes. it doesn't take much energy. But then, like, this song, it's, like, it's got a, like, it feels much more like a pop song, where it has, like, it's got yeah, a... Yeah, it has a bridge, which a lot of Disney songs don't have time for. Right, right, right. So that's, that's... And it's interesting, but it's, like, it's, it's very well done, I think. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about the bridge, because... For the rest of the song, you know, the lyrics are saying, the literal lyric is, I want to know about these strangers like me. So he wants to learn about humanities interested in human civilization. And then the bridge, what he wants to do is show this person who, you know, he Mm -hmm. relates to, who he feels as equals with his world. Mm -hmm. Right. So for the rest of the song, he's like, show me your world. And for the bridge, he wants to show her his world. Right. Which I thought was interesting. And that turns out to be what he needs. Right. You know? Because yeah. as it tur- he wanted to be among humans and he goes for it and he realizes that what he needs is to, you know, stay there, protect protect his family. And right. I don't know. I don't want to say that, like, he needs Jane to pick him, but <laughs> he needs companion. It's it, This has a... Yeah. We keep coming to the similar themes for all of these, which is he needs someone who accepts him as himself. Yes. As someone... Who is a son of man, but he lives in the wild and his family are gorillas. Yes. <laughs> I was going to try to say something deeper, but I was, uh, anyway. It happens. That's what he it needs. Happens. But yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. Whereas yeah. Whereas just, you know, like it's, it's, and it's, it's, I think it's, it's very well done. Again, it's much, it's like all of these songs that we previously talked about are pretty bangy. They're pretty, like, they're pretty energetic and they're pretty good. But then, like, this one is just, like, it's much more kind of palatable in a listening sense. Where it's very much like a pop song. Has that beautiful bridge that really draws that beautiful contrast between, you know, the the world of man. And then, and that's some of my, like, favorite lyrics, too, is when he goes, come with me down to see my world. Where there's beauty beyond your reach or beyond your dream. When there's beauty beyond your dreams. Mm -hmm. Can you feel the things I feel right now? And just the the, the delivery of that is beautiful. Oh. And then, and now that I think about it, it's like the line that was kind of encapsulating what I meant about like the mm-hmm. bridge is like a little foreshadowing, like, no, actually we should stay. Yeah. <laughs> is, but it's ambiguous, is the bridge ends on, there's a world I need to know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe you can interpret it like when you first hear the song, he means the world he needs to know is the human world. But right. as it turns out, what he needs, what he needs, ah, want and need, get it? 
What he yeah. needs to know is this world, the one he's showing Jane. So visually mm-hmm. we're cued that the world he needs to know is, mm-hmm. you know, Africa, where he lives. Africa. The whole oh. continent. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The particular African rainforest where he lives. That's what he needs to know. But with Tarzan, we have finished the Renaissance. So now, you know, there's an interlude of several years of the uh, early 2000s until we come back to kind of the new Disney Renaissance with Mm -hmm. The Princess and the Frog in 2009 and the Mm -hmm. I Want song, Almost There. What do you think of this song? I love this song. Mm. I don't remember all the lyrics, but like, okay, two reasons that I love this song is A, because of the art shift in the movie right mm-hmm. it kind of it shifts into her like the sort of like the flat like art nouveau kind of yeah. like artwork right mm-hmm. so like that's really cool right first of all so the art shift i'm always into like more kind of ambitious like kind of art styles and stuff like that. that's one reason that like later new disney is so disappointing because it's just all it all looks the same right the one interlude so the art shift is really great mm-hmm. for this song but also just like i mean the style is really great you know i'm almost there like you could just like yeah so i love this song um the princess and the frog is pretty explicit about the themes of like what people want versus what they need Uh uh-huh right like she says that she wants her restaurant she wants her sugar mill blah blah blah. she'll do anything to get it and then but then literally this comes like in the climax she's like oh you know my daddy had what he like he didn't get what he wanted but he had what he needed and he had love Mm -hmm. so pretty explicit yeah like they just stated out there and I think it is cute in that, like, she does end up with her restaurant anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like by accepting the truth that you don't mm-hmm. need success, she gains success. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, I am I was just going to say, like, I love it when the work does your homework for you. It's Isn't it really nice? <laughs> yeah. Without banging you over the head with it, which is a lovely touch. Yes. I agree. So that's almost there. Mm-hmm. So then next we have Tangled in 2010. When Will My Life Begin? Mm-hmm. Another musical luminary, Mandy Moore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, of course the song's good. It was composed by Alan Menken. Tangle mm-hmm. is fun because it had a really nice, uh, not visual, obviously, but musical, like, oeuvre. You yeah. know? Like, Princess yeah. and the Frog obviously was jazz, so it was really cool. If Even if it wasn't visually distinct, it did have, like, musically distinct from other yeah. New Disney. Tangled carried it on, even though... It wasn't that yeah. radical. It was like acoustic guitars, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it, it's a very 2010 musical sound. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Very 2010 coffee shop, you know, like Rapunzel is the kind of girl who's wearing like a peasant blouse and leggings <laughs> and, and ballet Well, flats. I mean, remember back then it was so in to do the like Rise of the Brave Tangled Guardians, <sighs> like modern AUs. Yep. Well, anyway. Yeah. This song is an interesting I want in that most of it is about mm-hmm. her talking about her day. And mm-hmm. then it's kind of only in the bridge that we get a really explicit. Right. Because she's wondering when will her life begin, but she doesn't say explicitly what she wants until the bridge. And then she's like, I want to go see the lanterns. What is it yeah. like out there? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be able to go watch it. Yeah. I mean, as long as she says it at some point, right? Like, and, and I feel like, I, I mean, the rest of the lyrics, like you kind of have to pay attention to what they're not saying. Right. What, yes. what is she not saying when she's kind of going through and describing her world and everything like that? Well, especially verse two. Verse one, it's all fun and games. It all sounds nice. And then you get of like, I'm sure there's room somewhere and then I'll do this again, even though I already did it. And I'll reread some books <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's where you get. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's kind of you got to pay attention to the negative spaces as well. True. How do you feel about the kind of the emotional arc? 
So it's very explicit. What she wants is to see some lanterns, which is not very deep emotional fare. I gotta say. Yeah. You know, she doesn't even really hint much. It's not like she says, I feel a connection to them. Mm -hmm. She says like, oh, it's on my birthday. It feels like it's for me. That'll be nice. I just kind of want to see more of the world because I'm locked in a room, which is fine. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't have Belle where she wants to go see the world because people are closed-minded, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not that deep is what I think. Yeah. But then as time goes on, what does she realize she needs? Love. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, okay, here's the spin I have. So all she has is Mother Gothel. Yes. And Gothel claims to love her, but she doesn't. She wants to use her and she tears her down. Right. So what Rapunzel really needs is, yet again, a supportive relationship. More like Quasimodo, a healthy relationship. Man, Yes. Oh, it just hit me. There's the parallelism. Locked in a tower with only your abusive caretaker, Quasimodo Rapunzel. Oof. Yep. Anyway, she just needs someone who values her for more than uh, either saving her soul from eternal damnation or saving... Oh my god. Both the caretakers just take care of them to save themselves from eternal damnation. Yeah. Man, the parallels. Pretty much. Man. Gothel via not dying and... uh, Frollo via doing one good thing in his life, supposedly. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's what it is. She she says she just wants to get out and see more of the world, but what she really needs is to get away from her abusive relationship and see healthy relationships and, like, you know, that, that she can be worth something to someone for herself. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um, I mean, you basically pulled all the thoughts out of my head so (laughs) i didn't know i had this many thoughts it just happened (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Lindsay pansing yeah um so the next one is interesting because the next one is the next movie that we have is frozen 2014 Mm -hmm. um tangled's more famous but less deserving cousin i'm sorry i'm it's true you're right and you should say it yeah no so let's go into frozen so like does this movie have an i want song what do you think so i think i i think it's interesting frozen because mm-hmm. the obvious I want song is Let It Go, but Idina Menzel, Elsa is not the protagonist. So the real right. I want song in classical form, especially because it comes earlier in the movie, is for mm-hmm. the first time in forever. Right. Which does have the secondary benefit of having a, an Elsa interlude. Mm-hmm. But first I want to talk about Anna as the main right. character. Uh, right. So what she wants is she's grown up in a house and it's, isolated and quiet and she doesn't have good relationships with anybody how about that Mm -hmm. disney has types yep so what she wants is two part verse one she wants to meet people she wants the castle to be like it was when she was younger and her parents were alive bustling yep you know she wants to interact Mm -hmm. with people part two she wants to find love yeah which is fine you know she's young so it's not deep but it is again this is one where she has what she wants, and as it turns out, it's not what she needs. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think of it thematically for Anna's character arc? I mean, again, kind of like with The Princess and the Frog, then the, like, this one kind of writes itself. The homework writes itself, right? Mm-hmm. Wherein she wants this thing. She wants this, like, whirlwind romance, and then she ends up with kind of with a couple of the things that she wants you know she ends up with the castle kind of being closer to what it was like yeah like opened up her relationship with her sister's better there's no more isolation right and she has you know this relationship with this guy who she knows better than having just met 
one day and and meeting the one mm-hmm. you know she's kind of grown out of that a little bit so so she doesn't she gets a little bit of what she wants but then she doesn't she also doesn't get all of it yeah so you know she needs to mature yeah exactly i get that <sighs> And I also really like... Oh, Frozen. It's an interesting case because Mm -hmm. some of our I Want songs have been reprises of expositional songs. Right. But for the first time in forever, the I Want song has a reprise Mm -hmm. that is more, kind of more I Wants, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I guess Anna, at that point, she's saying, Mm -hmm. she's like, just come back. We'll fix it together. You know, if we're together, we can do anything. So her, Mm -hmm. it's not a want per se, but it just shows like she really believes it's still naive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then we still have the last bit of the movie to go after that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how do you rate it as a song? I re- I like it. Again, it's mm-hmm. not stylistically, it doesn't like match a certain sound tapestry or whatever, the way like Hercules does or Princess and the yeah. Frog. But that being said, the, For the First Time in Forever is actually one of the songs. Like this is actually probably my favorite song in the movie. Yeah, just because it's it really fun. Is, yeah, it is the most recognizably Broadway. And it's just like, because just... There's giant bells. I love giant bells in an instrumentation. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, this is probably my favorite song. But like, I mean, again, I'm going to die on my frozen hating hill. But it's like, but also just because like, I like a lot of the others less. And therefore I like this one more. That's fair. (laughs) And I think it's really fun to sing. And it's a fun duet, you know, if you want to duet with someone. And I'll just say it one more time. Like it builds. And then at the end, it's like a big note. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really fun. Nothing's in my way. And then you got to go, whoa, because you have to fall into a boat. That's true. So yeah. I I mean, I think it's good. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Last one. Last one. Oh, my God. We made it. My heart. So the last song we're going to talk about today is from Moana 2016, and it is How Far I'll Go. Mm Mm-hmm. This one was a very obvious I want song. By the edge of the... Yeah. (laughs) And what does she want, Sophie? She wants to go beyond the lagoon. She mm-hmm. wants to she wants to sail. She wants to She wants to see how far she'll go without all these restrictions, dad. Yes, dad. You know my life. I'm 16, dad. Uh-huh. Daddy, I love him. <laughs> God. I actually wonder how old Moana is. And again, it's like she doesn't seem very old, but also she seems a lot more mature. Well, she seems kind of like a more realistic early teen yeah but to be fair it's like if what we see of ariel she's more like what we think of princesses being which is like waiting on hand and foot and spoiled and moana's like we see her in the first song she's like let me help you fix that tree grab this chicken slaughter that pig you know yeah that's true and it's also true that because like ariel's the baby of the family so i guess that would play into it a little bit like ariel's the baby she's you know she's daddy's little girl whereas moana's dad is just like nope get up yeah stop being lazy (laughs) get to work so I love this song. Okay. I love both the Broadway version or not the Broadway version, the like the, the film version. And the pop version? And the pop version. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. I have a soft spot for Alessia Cara. Like, I think it's great. But like that version, I mean, it's so majestic that sometimes like, like if you listen to like the pop version, then you're just like, oh, this doesn't quite stack up. But like, if you listen to the pop version in its own right, it's also pretty good. Anyway, back to the movie version. It is really good. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, 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 it's like... It's really majestic. It's like the last one. It builds, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 really like the lyrics are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this one, like it gives me strong reflection vibes in the theme, mm-hmm. 
in that a lot of these, you know, people are like, this is what I want, period, or this is what I want and I don't like where I am. Whereas Mm -hmm. both reflection and how far I'll go are like, I feel bad for wanting more than this. You know, I'm a bad person for not wanting to do what's expected of me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, this is what's expected of me. This is what society expects of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to, like, I feel bad for not wanting it, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I personally find it really haunting, right? Like, just even from the very beginning, you know, I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I come back down to the water no matter how hard I try. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah, I feel you. Girl. And I really love the build into the chorus. Mm-hmm. I like how yeah. different verse and chorus are because the verses are all about you know, maybe I can do it. Like, this is the island, you know, maybe I can roll with what I'm supposed to be doing here. And then it, like, leads up. Exactly. It's, like, this really pounding, like, up into it. And then it's, like, really triumphant when she's, like, nope, I want to go. I want to sail. This is just something that I came up with right now. But, it, but um, you know, it just kind of, because it's a very rhythmic climb. Like, especially that bit where she's, like, I can lead with pride. I can make a strong. I can... I'll be satisfied. Right. It's like, it's a slow build that da, 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 like very rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you come up and then she takes off. It's like flying. Yeah. Right. It's like flying. She's like, so anyway, I mean, we know that in she spends the book, she's not flying so much as sailing instead of walking. Yes. But same concept. What do you think about like how it plays out with the rest of the movie? What she wants versus what she needs, what she gets. Um, I think the conflict is she feels like, She's saying she doesn't care about her people if she, mm-hmm. you know, gives into this wanderlust. So that's the right. conflict of it. But she mm-hmm. wants to give into it. She wants to choose, you know, wandering. And so she does. And at the right. end. She comes back for her people. Yeah, exactly. Like, what she realizes is that she's being called to do this for her people. So it's not opposites the way she thought. It was actually one in service of the other. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, 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 you know, she doesn't have to. Taking care of her people doesn't necessarily mean, you know, staying on the island and Mm -hmm. doing all of that stuff. I think Moana is another protagonist who didn't need to have a huge, like if Hercules is the Disney character who needed Mm -hmm. a big character arc, Mm -hmm. you know, of changing his values or whatever. Moana Mm -hmm. is like Mulan in that, like, she didn't need to change a lot of her values per se. She needed to learn new information and, you Mm -hmm. know, disseminate it. Mm-hmm. It's not that in her quest, you know, she grew up. It's not like she was selfish and then became not selfish. You know, mm-hmm. she definitely got a bigger perspective because she was naive, but yeah, there wasn't anything intense. But she realized that she could, she didn't have to choose between these two parts of herself, you know, mm-hmm. which was nice. Agreed. She solved her internal conflict, not by development, but by like learning more about the world. Yes. Yeah. Which, which is, is cool. always good stuff. Yeah. All right, so now that we're done discussing everything, mm-hmm. now we have the verdict. All right. Drum roll, please. What's the situation here, Sophie? Are you going to give me your top one song? Are you going to give me three in no particular order? I'm going to give you top, I'm going to give you top two. Okay, top two. I'm talking between two, but they're, it's like top one and then a close second. Mm-hmm. Right? So to answer the question, what is the best I want song from a Disney musical? Mm-hmm. For me, the best one is How Far I'll Go. Nice. Close second, but still definitely second, mostly because it's shorter, is Reflection. Mm. And these are the two. The more I talk about it, the more I see parallels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're very parallel. I mean, I just think How Far I'll Go is, you know, it's it's catchy. It's like, it's like 
it has fantastic musical ideas. It's, um, it has a lot of progression. You know, there's a lot of different, like, there's a lot, like the lyricism is great. The melodies are great. There's a lot of variation in the melodies, Mm -hmm. right? The instrumentation is awesome. So I love that one. And then reflection, a lot of the same beautiful ideas, same beautiful lyricism. It's just, it's shorter. So it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't like it does resolve, but I feel like there, there, there was more that could have been done with it, you know, in like in order to make it like a, like a, like a song that I would be like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. a song that would, that, that, that I would fall to my knees for, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> Lindsay, what about you? I have a top two as well. Okay. So my runner up is also Reflection. I mean, and for a different reason, when I reveal my number one, you'll see, but it's a really, it's a different feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. reflection is so good. It's so intense. It's really heartfelt. The -hmm. performance is great. The art is great. The music is great. You know, the melody is great. Mm -hmm. The themes are great. Like everything about it is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really well done. It is short, but like every, every song in Mulan is short. Like it's Mm -hmm. really good. That's true. Yes. But my number one pick is actually Part of Your World from Little Ooh, Mermaid, yeah. which is such a different mood from Reflection, you know? It's not like it's it Reflection, is. whereas like How Far I'll Go is like, it takes a lot of the same ideas, but it, you know, just does them a little, this much better or this much more differently. Yes. It's like Part of Your World is just a different feeling. But mm-hmm. again, the art is beautiful. The music, I've never heard a more iconic motif than the piano chimes that sound like dripping water. Yes. Like... The music's beautiful. Jodie Benson's performance is amazing right. as Ariel. The ending shot of her like reaching up through the top of the grotto to the sunlight and all of the music cuts out to a rest and she comes back in in a falsetto. Are you kidding? It's so good. <laughs> it's, it is. It is very good. It's wonderful. All right. So that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, so would that be your... For this meme of the, this week's meme of the week, would that be your uh, your go to karaoke? Go to karaoke. Here's the thing: there's dream karaoke and there's real karaoke. Because <laughs> in practice, a lot of like karaoke doesn't always have all the songs one might hope it would have. That's true. And I know part of your world is on most karaoke. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: as far as like if it's, it's if it's about how fun it is to perform, I have a different top two. Part of okay. your world remains. Because yes. of the dynamics. Uh, I forgot to mention. The dynamics. Uh-huh. Uh, incredible. Of the vocal performance, I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts It starts like inquisitive, and then she gets really intense, and then she gets so... Fr- anyway. So it's really fun to perform that kind of song that's dynamic. But also, yes. as far as a build to a crescendo, go the distance. Oh, Really great right. karaoke song. You're really good. You, you, you are very right. And what, what would you pick of these songs, of our choices here? What would be your go-to karaoke song? I think um, the two, well, I, as much as I like, like, kind of, like, ballady, like, Broadway, like, you know, like, sh- show tunes, right? As much as I like power ballads, mm-hmm. right? And karaoke, I like to perform something that's rhythmic, that's, like, that's, like, you know, it's, like, it gets a lot of people's, like, swinging or whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, my mind would be, because especially if we're talking karaoke, I don't have to know the lyrics. <laughs> so <laughs> That is true. So my so my karaoke again I would have a top 2. These are tied, but they would be I just can't wait to be king. Good. And almost there. Mm. Yeah. Both very good. I just can't wait to be king has the benefit of you can get people in it, you know, yes. singing the other parts. Yes. 
And then almost there has a chorus or like it has like, like, you know, like, like the hook, which is I'm almost there. Like, that's like something that, again, you can get people into it if you wanted to. But True. It, it's so it's like both of those songs, like they're like, they're a lot of fun to sing. You could tell that they like the original actors, the voice actors had a lot of fun singing them. And then, you know, like, so which means that I would have a lot of fun singing them. Right. It's logical. I respect, I respect your choices. All right. So that. I think that does it, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening to us kind of ramble about our love for Disney. <laughs> um, this will probably not be the last time that you will hear us, but hopefully you love Disney as much as we do. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And remember, go find our poll on Twitter at Pixie Podcast. You can also find our show notes and, you know, other the relevant post that we'll blog on our Tumblr, which is also pixiepodcast.tumblr.com. And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we do have a Patreon that is also Pixie Podcast at, um, on Patreon. So please go check it out. We have, we have a bunch of different perks. So we're going to be putting up bloopers, bonus episodes. Please go check that out and see if any of the perks are worth a couple dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we do this podcast like out of love, but also like some like it, you know, it costs money. And, you know, if you if you really enjoy this podcast, then please help us keep it going. Yes, exactly. Uh, the intro and outro music is composed by David Hillowitz. The audio editing was by Elisha Bonnet. And the episode was written by Sophie Lee and Lindsay Jones. That's us. All right, and with that, uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.